What's good, everybody? Thank you for joining me for another episode of Revelations Podcast. This is episode number 24, and it's titled Questionable Lyrics in Reggaeton Songs. I'm your host, Mario of Woke Up A Rebel, and we're going to get right into it. I'll spare you from all the promo stuff. I'll save that for the end, okay? So the reason why I decided to do this topic is because most of my life, I've always wondered why certain songs were released or why people felt so comfortable saying things in songs you know and you know obviously times have changed you know people would say oh people are more sensitive now um but i mean some things maybe just should have never been said in the first place and we'll go over some song lyrics by some big reggaeton artists big dancehall artists big hip-hop artists right so we'll get right into it listener discretion is advised this is not safe for work i mean it already says it in the title questionable lyrics in reggaeton song so it should give you an idea and a warning if you read the blog version of this i have i I posted a big picture that says parental advisory explicit lyrics that was not just there for decoration folks once again i'll remind you that i'm reading from the blog post that i write every monday that i send out to everybody who subscribed to the email newsletter i also post it up on wokeuparebel.com and if you check the menu you'll see the menu option that says woke up a rebel newsletter just click on that and it'll take you straight to the weekly newsletter slash blog okay so the title is questionable lyrics in reggaeton songs for as long as i can remember musicians have pushed the envelope in terms of shock factor yet how far is too far most of us can recall eminem's onstage antics in which he would disparage his mother baby mother and other musicians remember that era reggaeton and latin trap there were several tunes that i still find to be jarring now Let's take a look at a few songs by Latin urban musicians that I'll never forget and to see if they would be appropriate to release in today's climate. The majority of the songs I'll be listing are ones I used to listen to when I was a teenager. We shouldn't be shocked that the lyrics are explicit because reggaeton has always been a dirty type of music. Because I have always found the reggaeton drums to be contagious, I was able to look past that and sort of tune out the lyrics, right? I know sometimes some people will agree that we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't become accustomed to tuning out lyrics and just listening to things for the beat because we don't know what that energy is is doing to us. And if you would like to read or listen to a podcast episode about how frequencies affect you, right? The frequencies and songs, the the subject matter of the song, right? It can really affect us since we're made of of approximately 60% water. I have a podcast episode talking about just that. I believe it's episode number 21 or 22. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, just um, go back a few, a couple of episodes or a few, like maybe two or three episodes and you might find it. All right, so the first song that we're going to talk about is Voy a la Disco by Baby Rasta y Gringo. So the translation of that is Voy a la Disco is I go to the club. And the artists are Baby Rasta and Gringo, right? They're a couple of the biggest artists that are out there in the game, you know, from back in the day and are still making songs today. So the song is from the album The Score from 2003. Baby Rasta, Baby Rasta and Gringo's Voy a la Disco is the first song I'll mention the title refers to the phrase, I go to the club, in the sense that they are stating that they went to the club to see her, right? Quote unquote, her. Like they're looking for the female interest in the song. 
I was raised in a Christian home where listening to secular music was strictly forbidden, right? Especially when my mom and my sister were there, that was not happening. I used to get these compilation CDs and DVDs with music videos from a buddy whose brother was a DJ. This song was on one of the DVDs, right? The music video. And I immediately fell in love with that beat. Like I could care less what they were saying. That beat by Tasmania, shout out to him. So one day I was like playing the DVD, right? And I was listening to the music full blast at home. And I kind of like, my timing was off from when my mom got home from work. She came home a little bit earlier. And when she walked in, the song, this particular song was playing, right? And it, I felt ashamed. And it was as though she had entered my room and seen me with a girl, you know, like in the middle of the deed, right? So rather than her saying anything, she just gave me a look and... And that hurt even more because I knew she felt absolutely disappointed that I was listening to this. So she didn't seem too upset by the fact that I was listening to this type of music, you know, even though I was 17 years old, right? But I don't know, that was surprising that she didn't really say anything. But those silent ones, those silent looks, those ones are the worst, right? So here are the lyrics. Dale mami, ya llegó tu nene travieso. Si juegas conmigo, juegas con fuego. Quiero perrearte y jalarte el cabello y poner en tu... I can't even say all of to be honest. Like, I can't even say all of that. So the translation is, come on, mommy, your naughty baby is here. If you play with me, you play with fire. I want to bite you and pull your hair and put my damp in your mouth. Come on, please take your bra off to suck on them, to eat it, to enjoy it, to squeeze it. And in the bed, eat you, ma. That's crazy, right? Imagine your parents walking in and you're listening to those type of lyrics. And if your parents are okay with you listening to that, or if you're okay with listening to that around your parents, I don't know. That's, that's kind of weird because it's like audio porn, right? Like it's, it's, I don't know. It is weird. The next track is by another legendary duo that has, that was in the game since its inception in Puerto Rico, right? The reggaeton genre to be exact. And these guys are called Las Guanabanas or Las Guanabanas Pudridas. They actually call themselves the Rotten Soursops. I know, I don't know, but it sounds pretty cool in Spanish, Las Guanabanas Podridas. But anyways, they have this track on this album, right? It was a, it was a compilation album. It had a bunch of artists on it, like so big name artists when they were just on the come up. They had this track in there and these tracks don't even have names, right? That's how like back in the day, reggaeton albums and stuff like that, like some of the songs just didn't even have track names. They were just number. And that is the case here. Right, so this is tracks eight and nine from the album Grey Skull 2. No es fácil, or it's, it ain't easy. And that album came out in 2002. And I actually happened to own a copy of this album. I searched for it all over the internet to try to find it. And I believe I, 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 believe I bought the last copy that existed on the internet. I don't know. I could be wrong. But um, that's what it seemed like the last time that I searched for it, at least to be shipped to Canada. This is a song by a duo who's no longer together due to one of the members converting to Christianity. Most of their songs were about having sex. I'll never forget the first time I heard the album Grace Cold 2, No Es Facil, which was heavily produced by DJ Blast and DJ Goldie. There were some tracks by DJ Nelson, Noriega, and included a production by then unknown Looney Tunes. The lyrics themselves aren't necessarily what pushed the envelope here. In the interlude prior to track 9, the vocals are repeating what I believe to be the steps on how to roll a joint because the line ends with the vocal saying marijuana. They actually sing the chorus of the song using Sean Paul's Give Me The Light flow. Like different lyrics, but they use the flow to Give Me The Light. The track is so underground, I couldn't find lyrics to the song, so I'll try my best to translate it. There's also a part in the song that is NSFW if you decided to listen to it. So the artists say a phrase in the song and a female voice is responding with a pornographic moan. 
Then she says, yo, hit me, SOB, hit me, right? Kind of like in a kinky way. I have also gotten in trouble for listening to this at home. So how do I avoid a chancla? <laughs> avoid? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you can't really find the album anywhere because it's so underground and the album isn't really sold anywhere now, but I have an original copy, so hey, what up? So in the lyrics, right, they say... I am a victim of the best pleasure, music, women, and alcohol. If you want more, I invite you to a reggaeton club tonight. And if I like it and I get involved, we have a good night of action. Being the victim of the best sex, Guanabanas, this is my flow. I know, but the song is crazy. Like, I don't know. For me, I just, I love the dembo drums and the, like the pounder rhythm. So I don't know. This is me. Next up, we seen Yandel. The song is called Aventura, not the group Aventura with Romeo Santos. I'm talking about a song called Aventura that was on the album by Looney Tunes called Mas Flow. And that was in 2003. And if you've been a fan of reggaeton forever, then you definitely know that Mas Flow is a classic album. Which is why I'm surprised that there are two songs from this album that are listed here today in today's podcast. If you grew up listening to reggaeton, there's a huge chance that you've listened to at least one song from this legendary album. Imagine, you're dancing at a party and this song comes on. We seen starts his verse by saying, let me lick your butt. From what I can remember, it wasn't really a thing to do. It was a very taboo thing to say, but now so many artists and entertainers are openly saying that they do that very thing. This is why I don't share things like food or drinks with people. You just never know where their mouths have been. So the lyrics, what, what it says, your gunman arrived, you turned the hornet's nest upside down. Let me lick your butt. Go on, give me a hickey in the head. If you don't give me play, I'm going to the whorehouse. I know, it's crazy. It makes more sense in Spanish, trust me. But it sounds, this is wild. I mean, hey, if that's what you're into, guy, do you. You know, just uh, for all of you who actually know we seen him, you know, personally, and you pass around, you know, a joint, if he smokes, I don't know if he does. Yeah, I mean, you've known this since 2003 that he said this. Next up, we have El General. Who remembers El General? If you've been listening to Latin urban music since the 90s, then you definitely know who El General is. Or if you were a kid, you most definitely heard this song at the cookout or something. Who remembers the legend from Panama, El General? He was one of the pioneers of singing reggae in Spanish. He basically did a Spanish version of Jamaican artist Little Lenny's song, Punani Tegareg. I don't know if I said that right. It's crazy how Pum Pum is a word that's not really censored on the radio. I say that because of Daddy Yankee's song, Con Calma. He says in the song, I like your Pum Pum girl. El General was a part of the movement that eventually led to the creation of reggaeton as we know it. El General walked away from the music industry due to personal issues and also due to him converting to the Jehovah's Witness faith. In 1990, I doubt that many Latino people knew what Pum Pum meant. I find it funny that someone would say these words as if they were making a statement. Do you think Pum Pum should be censored? What do you think? Like you can't say the English, American English equivalent to that because... It's censored on the radio. So why is it allowed to be said in, you know, Jamaican slang? I don't know. So here are the lyrics. Well, I want you to tell your girlfriends that the king of Pum Pum has just arrived and no one can stop him. Dream. Because a general arrived. Your Pum Pum mommy mommy won't kill me. 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 That is the chorus of the song. Right, so what we know today about El General is that he's walked away, 
right, from the spotlight, is a devoted Jehovah's Witness now, and he said that being in the music industry was the most destructive time of his life. Next up, we have DJ Nelson, and it's from his album Flow La Discoteca 2, and this album came out in 2007. The song in question is called Me Enamore de Mi Prima by an artist called Elliot, and what that translates to is I Fell in Love with My Cousin. Weird, buddy. You're weird. Let me start by saying that if you're an artist, please steer clear of subjects like these. What these people were thinking when they composed this song is unknown to me. In fact, I've never heard the singer of it perform another song. Who would consider penning a song about falling for their cousin? Wouldn't it imply that they are more like a sibling to you if you had grown up with cousins, as they describe in the song's lyrics? In the song, the guy talks about having fantasies about his female cousin. Never, ever, ever should you write a song about incestuous desires. It's weird. The lyrics say this. And I'm only going to read the English translation because if you understand Spanish, you can just go listen to the song. I do not know why I fall in love when I shouldn't. Accidentally, I don't know why. I fall in love with when I fall in love when I shouldn't. Accidentally. Now what do I do if I fell in love with you? If I didn't feel anything? What made me think like that? If next to you I grew up, you counted to three and I hid from you. We ate from the same plate. We play all the time. My heart. Just thinking gives me pain. I fell in love with my cousin. I was confused about what she felt. I don't know why. I fall in love with I fall in love when I shouldn't. Accidentally, I don't know why. I fall in love when I shouldn't. Accidentally. I will close everything I feel. In my heart, the memory will remain. Of an impossible love, of a bad and alien love, I will remove from my thoughts. The desire to have your body. What kills me inside. What makes me lose sleep. That was weird, right? Yeah. Next one is even weirder. So these guys, Plambe, they're... If you know, if you've been listening to reggaeton like forever, then you know who Plambe are. And yeah, Plambe, the song in question, Tu Sabes, or You Know, from the album Looney Tunes and Noriega, Mass Flow, 2003, right? This is the second time I mentioned a song from this album. It's crazy how the album has two songs that have questionable lyrics. This one in particular is one that I've never been okay with, and I'm surprised that no one has ever called these guys out either. It is never okay to say anything that could harm others, especially minors. In this song, Chenchu from the duo Plan B, alongside Maldi, is the one who said these detestable lyrics. He says, it doesn't matter if you're underage. I'm sorry, but what? Didn't anyone in the room tell him, hey, that's not okay to say? It kind of makes me wonder what these people are into behind closed doors. Not literally, because I imagine they're nasty as hell. How did Looney or Toons not see anything wrong with someone saying this on their album? I find it concerning because Blambe's nickname is the duo of sex. They have never delivered any music with substance. It's always been sexually explicit music with zero value except good beats. I find it incredible how no one has ever asked Chincho why he wrote those lyrics. Right in the lyrics he says, I kidnap you and you don't tell me nothing. I touch you and I see that you like it. It doesn't matter if you're underage. Yeah, do with that information what you wish. But, you know, these guys are still around right now. Like, uh, Chencho was in um, one of the biggest songs by Bad Bunny uh, on his recent album. Next up, we have Treble Clan or Treble Clan. And the song in question is called Agarrala or Grab Her. And the album is Los Bacatranes, which came out in 2004. The lyrics to this song have always been problematic. We can always use the excuse that some music is made for adults, but sometimes even the adults can't separate fiction from reality. Consider the following statistics. 
According to the Puerto Rico Police Bureau, there were a total of 5,517 documented incidents of domestic violence towards women from January to December 2020. In the same year, there have been 21 gender-based murders, according to a report from Puerto Rico's Equal Gender Observatory. Imagine that. A small island with so much history, art, music, and food also has a problem with violence against women. Many will argue that the music has not influenced this behavior. If you listen to Revelations podcast episode 21, Music, Your Mind, Body, Water, and Healing Energy, you'll learn that music does play a part in influencing how we behave at times. You can read the related blog as well. And I have those linked on the website and it's under the menu option, Woke Up a Rebel Newsletter. So with the statistics that I've shared, I think it's safe to say that it's never okay to make songs about beating women, even if it's metaphorical. Reggaeton does have a reputation of being extremely graphic and violent at times, right? And the reason why I mentioned Puerto Rico statistics is because majority of, you know, the songs that I've mentioned are by Puerto Rican artists, right? So the lyrics say, Agárrala, pégala, sótala, pégala, sácala, bailar, que va toa, pégala, sótala, agárrala, que ella va toa. So what, is that, what that translates to is grab her, hit her, whip her, hit her, take her out to dance. Basically what it's saying is uh, she's down for whatever, right? Grab her, hit her, whip her, hit her, take her out to dance because she's down for whatever. Whip her, grab her because she goes all the way. Crazy, right? It continues saying hit her, whip her without fear. She doesn't do anything. Look at her. Look at her if she laughs. She likes it. I give her, you give her in front of a... I give her, you give her in front and from behind. She goes all the way. It makes more sense in Spanish, trust me. But even then, it just sounds horrible, right? Just that translation right there. Next up, we have Lorna, right? And Lorna, you may not know her by her name, but you certainly know the song Papi Chulo. Lorna dropped the song Papi Chulo in 2003, which was produced by the legendary El Chombo. Lorna is one of the few female artists who pioneered the reggae and espanol movement in Panama. The song produced by El Chombo went global thanks to the catchiness of the lyrics and also the meaning behind them. She really knew how to hold her own and I'll admit, I had a crush on her when I was in my teens. It was a very sexual song. When I looked up the lyrics, I didn't imagine reading what I did. I thought she says, Mujeres virgenes que se quitan los pelos, which translates to virgin women take off their hair. I know, it sounds crazy. But that's what I thought she said. The lyrics actually say virgin women take off their veils. You know, like a bride has a veil. Who knows? She probably meant to make it sound that way. The song reached global popularity and even inspired new songs that sampled the classic hit. And I shared a song, right, by Peel and Shansi, which are a couple of house DJ producers. And they have the song called Better For My Brain. Highly recommended. It's such a dope track because it kind of blends... Uh, it's, it's a house version of it, right? They just kind of sample a few of the words from the Papi Chulo song. So it's pretty cool. But what she says in the song is, Everyone with their hands in the sky, feet on the ground, virgin women take off their veils. As the barber says, hair, hair, hair. Let's go from above again. Next up, Residente y Calle 13. And uh, these guys, they're, we're called, they're called Residente and 13th Street. I don't know why 13th Street. I mean, to me, that's always been a reference to uh, gang culture, but I don't know. For I don't know. It probably does not mean that to them. The song in question is called El Tango del Pecado, Tango of Sin, from the album Residente o Visitante from 2007. I'll never forget how this song made me feel when I first heard it. I thought it was the most diabolical song I've ever heard in Spanish. Someone explained to me that it was not a glorification of Lucifer. Still, my question is why would anyone have those words come out of their mouths? Check out this explanation that I found regarding the song. The inspiration behind the song comes from public reaction to his real-life relationship with former, and when I say his, I mean Residente, 
The inspiration behind the song comes from public reaction to his real-life relationship with former Miss Universe Denise Quiñones and the negative letter Residente received from someone after he began dating her, stating that Quiñones was going to burn in hell for dating the rapper. Tango del Pecado is directed at Quiñones' parents, who did not approve of the couple's relationship. He explains that the song expresses how he will continue dating her regardless of her opinions, and also that it's a call to get out of the morality of Latin America. It's just an invitation to turn everything upside down by embracing the ugly and profane in life and, you know, asking people to go on that journey. Tango del Pecado is the only single from Residente or Visitante that didn't need to be lightly edited for vulgar lyrics. Right? That was a little side note. Because Residente has a filthy mouth. But Residente has actually been compared to Eminem in the sense of how much he pushes the envelope with his lyrical content. So what he says in the song is, turn up, in the chorus he says, turn up the satanic music, turn up the satanic music. Let's burn in the fire with the resident devil, the ultimate exponent of sin, right? Like, why even joke about that? Why even say that in a song, like, really? And it goes on saying, there in hell where it is enjoyable, where people speak bad and everything is tastier. My vocabulary is divided into prose, juicy, to make your armpits greasy. The spider arrived that damages the language. The real academy, I leave it to Spain. So my bad if I get perverse, but it's just that you have me spitting verses. It makes a lot more sense in Spanish, trust me. But yeah, like why even, why even go there? You know, why even allow those words to come out of your mouth? Next up, we have the Reggaeton Sex Series, Volume 1 through 3. And that started dropping back in 2001. And it was heavily produced by DJ Blast, if not entirely produced, actually, by DJ Blast. There was never an okay time to play any of these compilation albums at home. It was literally musical pornography. Songs like Rompe Condones, Pepa La Puta, No Puedo Estar Sin Sex, and so many more should give you an idea of what the content of the lyrics was about. Makes me wonder what was in these guys' minds when they came up with the concept of this album. I think the album was either 100% produced by DJ Blast, or at least the majority of it was produced by him. DJ Blast is a legend in the reggaeton production game. So, yeah, tread carefully if you're going to go listen to those albums it is definitely nsfw especially because of the pornographic moans that happen throughout the the, the projects okay so you know we, i've talked about reggaeton a lot let's talk a little bit about the dance hall world and you know i believe we should always give people the opportunity to grow right the artists i'm about to mention were fairly young you know and they grew up in a completely different environment where homosexuality was heavily frowned upon and i think it still is to be completely honest but let's check out a couple of songs starting with boom bye bye by buju bantan from 1992 it is no secret that homophobia is a major belief in jamaica and many caribbean nations it's strange that people make it their business to police what people do in private especially their sexuality whether you agree with people's sexual preferences or not it is never okay to wish harm or death on people who are different from you this is definitely one of the things that contributed to buju becoming a target in the usa that led to him ending up behind bars for a few years the song has been banned in many nations, including on music streaming platforms. The lyrics say, it's like boom, bye, bye, and a mm, mm, head. Everybody not promote no nasty man, they're happy dead. Boom, bye, bye, and a, I don't want to say that term. How rude boy not promote no nasty man, they happy dead. Them happy dead. Forgive me for butchering patwa. Yeah, basically it's saying, you know, you got to shoot the gay man in the head. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, you should never promote that. You know, regardless of how you feel. Another song is by the legendary group T.O.K. And the song is called Chichi Man. 
I apologize if this offends anybody, just the name in itself. But the song is called Chichi Man by T.O.K. And that song dropped in 2001. This is another song where once again, grown people making it their business to worry about what other people are doing in their personal lives and behind closed doors. I get that some people might find it strange to see two people of the same sex being sensually affectionate with each other. But guess what? We can all just turn away, keep scrolling, change the channel, leave the facility, etc. This particular song is very popular and is still played in the club circuits. What also makes this song particularly problematic is that it is encouraging people to unalive people in the LGBTQ plus community. We've seen the result of these types of crimes in the USA. In 2006 at Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, 49 people were unalived due to someone allowing their hate to get the best of them. Four days after the attack, on June 16th, 2016, President Barack Obama visited survivors in Orlando and delivered a statement. This was an attack on the LGBT community, the president said, and hatred towards people because of sexual orientation, regardless of where it comes from, is a betrayal of what's the best in us. It's also happened in Colorado. Investigators say Aldrich, 22, entered Club Q, a sanctuary for the LGBT community in the mostly conservative city of Colorado, of Colorado Springs. Just before midnight on November 19th, investigators say Aldrich 22 entered Club Q, a sanctuary for the LGBTQ community in the mostly conservative city of Colorado Springs just before midnight on November 19th and began shooting during a drag queen's birthday celebration. The killing stopped after patrons wrestled the suspect to the ground, beating Aldrich into submission. Right, so the very thing that the songs by Buju Banton and T.O.K. were encouraging is what's happening in so many cities across the USA. Always remember, as much as you don't like someone, they are someone's child. They are someone's partner, brother, sister, caregiver, parent, etc. In Puerto Rico, Bad Bunny used his platform to raise awareness about a transgender woman named Alexa who was brutally unalived by people who simply couldn't mind their own business. In February 2010, here's a quote from February 2010. Earlier this week, a video uploaded on social media appeared to show several people taunting and threatening a person widely believed to be Luciano, followed by the sound of gunshots. And Luciano is the person, Alexa. Authorities are still investigating the video. CNN has not independently confirmed its authenticity. Police confirmed that day that they had found the body with multiple gunshot wounds in a grassland near a main road in Toa Baja, and that's in Puerto Rico, though they didn't immediately identify who it was. Online people assume it was Luciano, and yeah, you know, that's, it's disturbing, you know what I mean, like that was somebody's child. If you don't agree with somebody's lifestyle, then just move away, mind your business, but don't take a life, come on. Last but not least, we have a global hit by the legendary dancehall artist Shaba Ranks. A lot of people, including myself, had no idea what the song was about until recently when I did some research. Because I've grown up listening to reggaeton, I always thought that Dembo was just a nickname for the genre. It's also the title to Yandel's hit song, Dembo. Little did I know what the song was actually about. The genre Dembo pulls its name from Jamaican dancehall artist Shaba Ranks' anti-imperialistic and unfortunately anti-gay anthem Dembo, Jamaican patois for They Bow. The forever sampled track became a catalyst for the Dominican genre and sister genre of reggaeton, both by the way of reggae and espanol, right? But the Dominican genre is called Dembo, right? El Alfa is like the biggest artist, I think, making music in that genre. Dembo is a genre of Caribbean popular music or musical rhythm originally from Dominican Republic. And I'm talking about the Dominican version here, okay, people? When Shaba Ranks released Dembo in 1990, it did not take long for the Dembo genre to form. Rhythms were built from the song, and the sound became a popular part of reggaeton. 
The genre was based in homophobic roots, as many of the original users would refer negatively to gay men, insulting them in the lyrics of their music. However, this genre faced much change in translation over time, causing it to lose much of its original meaning, including the term dembo, which became including the term dembo, which became dembo, or even just dembo in some cases. I know it sounds the same, but it reads differently, okay? From the original song of Dembao, originating in Jamaica, the genre of dembo moved next to Panama, New York, and eventually reached Puerto Rico. And the lyrics for the Shabba Rank song is uh, dembo, 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 manager tables me say that himbo, gala clean rifle me say that she bow, Athlete lick out and me know gal bow lick teeth in uh, anyways. So you can go ahead and read the lyrics for yourself if you head over to wokeuparebel.com and click on the Woke Up A Rebel newsletter and look up the title Questionable Lyrics in Reggaeton. Right, so songs worthy of mentions. Big Pun in Ashanti's How We Roll remix from the album Endangered Species from 2001. So this was the first time I ever heard Ashanti's voice ever. And I think this was her first major song. And this was after Big Pun had passed away. But the lyrics in question are these. You know I'm well known like Al Capone, fully blown like Tone Montana. In a zone, sitting on chrome stone, sipping on champagne. Rolling ganja up in Bible paper. See how high the light can take us through the eyes of Christ, John, Elijah, Jacob. It is never okay to roll weed using any faith's holy scriptures. Okay? Just keep that in mind, right? There's not much else to say. Just don't do it. Okay? I, I'm guilty. I will say because of the fact that I heard that song and friends of mine had also heard the song. Everybody was curious. Hey, what is it like to smoke ganja off Bible paper? That was not cool. The next song is by Tupac. Hit him up. 1996. I mean, if you know this song, you know that this song is brutal. Brutal diss to Notorious B.I.G. during the West Coast, East Coast beef. And in the song, he says, first off, F your chick. And the click you claim, west side when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I effed your wife. And he was directing this at Notorious B.I.G. Using, um, and the female reference was Faith Evans, who was married to Biggie at the time. Many feel that this is still a mystery, but others feel that it's been confirmed that Faith Evans slept with Tupac when she was married to Notorious B.I.G. Either way, no matter how much someone hates another, you should never air out that kind of business for the entire world to hear. But of course, real violence had happened up to that point. Tupac's ex-girlfriend Desiree Smith details Tupac personally telling her about his plans to get payback on Biggie Smalls. She details how Tupac originally had plans to sleep with Lil' Kim instead of Faith Evans. She claims that Tupac called her and told her he slept with Faith Evans after the deed was done. Crazy, right? Uh, here's another uh, testimony from that situation. Evans then went to Tupac's hotel to collect the $25,000 she was getting paid for the collaboration that they had done at that time. And that's where she said the proposition took place. He asked in a very surprising and offensive way, for sure, she explained. By that time, it was pretty clear to me. It seemed to me that that was, the kind, that was kind of the plan. I kind of allowed myself to be played and allowed myself to get into the situation because this is totally not how I operate. That ain't how I do business, and that was never up for discussion as far as that being an exchange. And I don't know. I mean, a lot of people do feel that she did. What can we take away from all of this? If music is meant to be a form of expression, that means that people with good intentions and people with bad intentions can equally create art that can influence people's points of view and sometimes their beliefs. Sometimes we may have felt that our parents simply didn't understand that it's just music. Maybe it wasn't just music. Maybe they were simply trying to maintain our innocence as long as they possibly could. 
And I'm going to close off this episode talking about the legendary Vico C. My final thoughts include some lyrics from the legendary Puerto Rican rapper Vico C. Vico C is titled the first Latin rapper to go mainstream. He introduced the idea of making hip-hop music, but in Spanish. His music, his most recent song, has generated a lot of controversy, but also has sparked important conversations regarding the state of Latin urban music. His song titled Pregúntale a tu papá por mí, which translates to ask your dad about me. What he meant by this is, if you don't know who I am, ask your parents who I am. Because he was definitely on everyone's playlist if you grew up listening to Latin urban music since the late 80s. The reason why I'm mentioning him is due to a bar he has in the song, in that song. He basically came back to call out the entire reggaeton and Latin trap scene. To be more specific, he was calling out the pioneers of reggaeton. He takes a stance by saying that all of these 40 plus year old rappers who are still singing about sex are basically promoting pedophilia due to the fact that the reality is mainly kids and teens are the ones who consume music. Is he lying? Definitely not. I do find it strange that the same artists who I was listening to while growing up are still making music about the same content. Especially Chentri Maldi of Plan B. I support Vico C's stance, and I do think it's a bit creepy that these artists know that kids are listening to their music that's meant for grown-ups. Why haven't they shifted to creating music with more value? I know why. Because it doesn't sell. So some of the bars that Vico C says in the track is this. I'm not afraid to follow my line, to say what is necessary without envy, to tell them that... If a 40-year-old sings sex to the youngest in my family, to me, they are a spokesperson for pedophilia, right? That's a wild thing to say, but I mean, it's the fact. It's like Vico C is calling out the people from his generation. Like, why are you still making songs about sex that is promoted to the youth? Like, you're gross, bro. That's basically what he's saying. And the one thing that I do find alarming, and listen, I'm not a parent. It's none of my business how you parent your kids. But when you share um, things on the internet, you make it a people's business to say something, right? You Or you open up the door for people to say something. And the one thing that I find absolutely puzzling is how it is that some parents are playing reggaeton or playing Bad Bunny or playing Carol G around their kids. You may think, you may have this concept in your mind that the kids don't understand what the music is saying, but you have learned absolutely nothing about life, but you are absolutely behind in knowing things if you think that babies and children need to understand lyrics to understand the energy behind the music and the intention behind the music, right? If you're playing Bad Bunny around your toddler, what is wrong with you? You're, you're playing adult pornographic music to your child, right? And it may seem innocent because it's mainstream, but you got to understand this world that we live in does not have your best interest at heart. You are a consumer and they don't care if they profit off of you self-destructing, of corrupting your morale and corrupting the morale of your kids. You're planting these seeds of hypersexuality in your kids, right? So I'm not saying that you should feel ashamed that you're playing this kind of music around your kids, but at the same time, now that you've heard of this, I hope that it's not me that you're listening to, but I hope it's the voice in your mind that's hopefully getting you to even just think about it. Hmm, is this music actually suitable for my kid to be listening to, right? At what age do you decide that, oh, I'm not going to listen to this around my kid anymore because it's actually having an influence? Like, are you waiting for things to get bad? to each their own but it's just after what i've researched about how music and frequencies and tones and words affect the body the water content in your body it should really put two and two together that you should not be playing that kind of music around your kids that's why there's kids music and that's why there's music for adults know the difference no excuses but yeah 
that's all I have to say for today. And please don't take offense to my closing opinion, but it's something to think about. And I highly, once again, I highly recommend that you go and listen to the podcast episode, right? If you don't want to read about it, you can go and listen to the topic about what I just mentioned in regards to how music affects our body. And that podcast episode is called Music, Your Mind, Body, Water, and Healing Energy. All right. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I really enjoyed sharing this information with you. Hopefully you tune in next week for for a new episode, which will be about the Blood In, Blood Out film. Right. If you grew up watching, if you grew up knowing that movie, if you've watched it, then this one's for you. Hopefully you are able to find value in the topics that I mentioned. The songs that I've mentioned here, if uh, you want to go check them out yourself, just head over to wokeuparebel.com, then click on Woke Up A Rebel newsletter in the top menu, and you will find this article, and you will find this blog post, and you can just search up the songs. Stay safe, enjoy your day, enjoy your week, enjoy your month. From wherever you are listening, God bless, and yeah, please make sure you follow, subscribe, do all of that stuff, drop a comment, drop a like, please share this. It will be available on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. And you can find all of these links on our Instagram at WokeUpARebel. Or also follow us on Instagram at Rebellations Podcast. Thank you and take care.